Well, it turns out space wasn't the final frontier for Chris Crumbly. <laughs> At least not under the banner of the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. That's right, after 27 years at NASA, this multi-degree Auburn Aerospace maestro went full private sector, savoring every last drop of Auburn's engineering nectar. Well, I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It, it looks something like this. Oh. 1.21 You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Well, hello there, loyal listeners and friends and uh, just fans in general of the best podcast in all of higher education. That would be the award-winning Hashtag Getting, brought to you by the Office of Communications and Marketing, Within the Samuel Ginn College of Engineering, the best college of engineering uh, on the planet. Uh, At least this to, We're about to find another, you know, yeah. another As soon as we get to Mars, we're going to be the best yeah. one on Mars, yeah. too. Yeah. Man, you're right. I know. That's kind of cool. Hey. That's, you know, because we're going to be the, we're know, getting there. I've heard to get to the red planet <laughs> takes a little orange and blue. That's exactly right. That, that's the rumor on the street. That's exactly right. And, uh, and speaking of, oh, well, that's Austin over there, by the yeah, way. I'm still here. The stripes. That one always does something to my eyes, that shirt. Yeah, I've I never, see the hearts it, in there. No, 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 And you no. turn your head. No, <laughs> no, no it, it, it messes me up. It's like a magic yeah, eye, but I there's know. nothing to see. If I had a nickel yeah. every time I've heard that. Uh, he, Austin is the uh, director of the Office of Communications and Marketing over there, and uh, joined as always, uh, he's my co-host. And uh, we got uh, the no-host over here, Marcus Klutz. <laughs> The no host with the most most uh, on uh, on twisting the knobs and uh, doing things using a uh, laptop as a battery. Apparently, I always <laughs> thought that uh, apparently that was we like were some doing sort some of, work, you know, no. mission control station. But well, it was a no. clock. <laughs> First, and it was a clock. It's just a now it's just the battery. Today, joined by a very special guest uh, for whom space was not the final frontier. Uh uh-uh. uh Apparently, that's what I'm that's what I'm seeing here. Yep. Chris Crumbly, a let's say a double grad. Those, these are the ones that really make you feel bad about yep, yourself. Yep. I mean, I got a master's degree. Well, you got in a master's journalism. degree. <laughs> and it was from Alabama, so does it even yeah, count? It's from Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> it's from General Mills. <laughs> a uh, 88 aerospace grad, but he came back. Why'd you, oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. You went to Harvard, too? <laughs> what the heck's going on? Lord have mercy. Okay, then Harvard. Then he came back in 90, two years later. Golly bum. I mean, what 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 drives you? <laughs> you know, I came from a small town in Georgia and uh and I wanted to work for NASA and I said I wanted to be an engineer. Everybody thought I was gonna drive trains. Yeah, me too. But yeah, I just wanted to work in space and watched Apollo as it came up and I was always sick on the days that there was either a launch or a splashdown, my yeah. mother said. Yeah, I understand that. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> so what? What small town in Georgia? Rome, Georgia. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's a really good engineering school in the state of Georgia. Where I, is I it? hear. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. Somewhere in the Duluth area, I think. Um, but why Auburn? Well, actually, uh, in the uh, early '80s, when I wanted to go to engineering school. Um, downtown Atlanta is not the place you wanted to be. Right. It's not the place I wanted to be. <laughs> yeah, still good. And so I jumped into my uh, 65 Mustang and drove down here for Engineers Week one one week, one day. And uh, I said, this. I just told my parents, I said, this is where I want to go. 
but I had to wait until I got home to tell them because we didn't have cell phones then. Right, right. So, Rock and roll. Yeah. So look, look at that student outreach, even back in the early 80s. Hey, E-Day, E-Week. E-Week. I mean, it's... Well, mm-hmm. describe that. I mean, what what was that like back then? Well, what, and, how, and how did you find out about it? Yeah, that's what I want to know. Well, okay, this is a really strange story, guys. And uh, and I guess that's fitting for the Ginning podcast. Because it is uh, oh, this whole thing is strange. Yeah. <laughs> I, so uh, I was actually a basketball player. You can't tell, you know, from my height. But uh, we had this one guy that uh, we were the Kusa Eagles. And Sweet. he wanted to do a War Eagle before every game. And I kept, what is this War Eagle thing? And then when he told me about Auburn, and I said, well, they've got an aerospace engineering degree. Well, I'm going to go down there and take a look. And engineering week was coming up. And so me and a friend of mine jumped in the car and came down here and um, found Auburn uh, just off of 85 and uh, decided, yeah, this is, this is really a nice place. I like the people. I like the town. I think I would do better here. That's so cool. Well, a lot of <laughs> a lot of fun years there uh, in the mid '80s as well here on campus. Uh, Herschel, who? Yeah, <laughs> that was my oh, first game, Jeremy. Was it my first ever Auburn game? Was Herschel against Bo? Really? Mm-hmm. What year? '82. '82. We was won 80, that one. '81. No, '81. No, it was '81, okay. wasn't it? '82 was his first. It was Bo's first year. Yes, it was. I think. Yep, it was. Yeah, '82 was Bo's first oh, year, but I think '82. But we came close to beating him in '82. That was supposed and to be one did. of the big feathers and dies cab is like, look, we have, I mean. The, and then know. beat them in 83. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just had that brand new uh, upper deck. Yeah. 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 On the east side. On the east side. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. So talk about aerospace engineering. What what was it like for you going to school? And what was that like during the, the mid, eight, late, mid to late 80s? So I, I have to tell you that I, I crammed a four-year degree into five years. Sure. Well, I tell people I redshirted my freshman year. That's a great. And they say, way "What say sport it. did you play?" And I said, "I didn't play a sport. Mm-hmm. I just I said didn't I even graduate." <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm still yeah, well, it's verified. <laughs> so, aerospace engineering uh, back in those days was all located in Wilmore Labs, oh, and okay. it's not the Wilmore Lab you see today. Right. It was a a really older place, and I did all my studying in the uh, the old shop buildings, um, which have all been replaced now. Mm-hmm. And I I uh, I had a little twinge of regret that they were gone until I walked into the building every year. And, uh, it'll change your mind. It'll <laughs> change your mind really quickly. I, I, I told uh, Chris Roberts, if they had that building when I was here, I would have never left it. Mm-hmm. And if you go in there, you see that that's the way the students live in there now. Right, right. But uh, yeah, uh, going through aerospace uh, at the time, um, so I, I got here in um, 83 and I graduated in 88. Uh, so I kind of meandered my way through there, but uh, aerospace engineering was really hot in the 80s with all the buildup of the military, but everything I wanted to do was in space. So you remember in 86, we had the uh, the Challenger explosion. So the, the hiring opportunities for NASA were pretty limited when I got out of school. So I actually went straight up to Huntsville and worked for a contractor for a while before I, I got to NASA. And then I did 27 years at NASA right. and had a good time. But uh, while I was here, um, I knew I wanted to go to work at NASA. My wife knew I wanted to go to work at NASA. And I, I said, well, look, we've got all these, these places we could go. And she said, yeah, I like this one in Huntsville. She was my girlfriend at the time, uh, then fiance, now uh, married. So You met her here? Met, uh, well, actually, I talked her into coming here. Love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She wanted to go to Georgia. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dodged a bullet. So was this or you the best decision she ever made? <laughs> well, I, I'm going to leave that up to you guys. 
if she ever listens to that, of course it was her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, and Mark, I tell Marcus, make sure that that it's yeah. yeah, and, and of course, uh, you know, I, I did have to talk her into coming, and she she did decide that was a, a really good thing to do. Awesome, awesome. Twenty seven years at NASA. Yes. Uh, talk about that experience. What what roles did you serve? You know, what were you responsible for? So I, I went in when uh, working on payloads uh, back in the Space Lab. Space Lab was a little laboratory that stayed in the shuttle bay. Went up for about two weeks and came back down. So we started with that, and we kind of learned how to do that, and then NASA decided to create the space station. And in the space station, a lot of us that worked payloads, how do you develop payloads and how do you get them up? And I, I didn't do the science. I just, how do you make the science work when it's in space? And I moved to space station, went on to space shuttle. A few of those uh, years, I actually went up to NASA headquarters because if you're going to move up into the NASA administration, you've got to go learn where the money comes from and, and how you get it. So... They teach you. Uh, they, they they take you up there for a year to train you on that. Well, I must not have learned, but because I went back four times, <laughs> it went four different times. It, it's not like I could take my family up every time. But they went the first two years, and then I worked uh, after shuttle. I worked a lot of the replacements, and when I retired, yeah, I was working on the SLS, the the big rocket that's about to go up. Right. I was one of the four element managers, and I was responsible for the upper stage and the payloads and the adapter to the Orion. I love I love all the connections. That's it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you're stopping now. You, okay. Uh, well, well, um, how many pounds of payload were you able to get up whenever you were working there? Well, we we're hoping to uh, that uh, the SLS is going to take 130 metric tons uh, wow. to lower Earth orbit, but that wow. the the one that we're about to launch will take up about 60 metric tons. Wow, I, I just love that the full circle of we had Walt Waltos on here early in the podcast and. You know, Walt's one figured out you roll the space shuttle over. Oh, did he tell you that old story? That old story. <laughs> 8,000 pounds more payload. And then here we've got Chris working on payload. And then we've got Chris working on the SLS. And we have, you know, the folks in our end came being part of that project. And yeah. this, this, Nozzles. Aub this Auburn connection that we have that just is full circle. Look, we, guys, we need all the engineers we can get out of Alabama and, and all the rest of the schools here but because you know, we need somebody to lead. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we are the leaders, and we need somebody to, to, to do all the work. Where would space be without Auburn? I mean, that's that's out there. <laughs> just out there. <laughs> did Walt, did he make that up? Is this some sort of myth? It's uh, an urban legend. Well, you know, you, if you talk to Walt for more than 10 minutes, you're going to hear that story. <laughs> <laughs> now, I give By Walt a hard way. time. <laughs> I, I do think Walt is a brilliant man, and, and he did come up with that. Well, and, and what's funny I never knew that until we had him on the podcast. Well, yeah. he actually about ten minutes in, I think he, <laughs> yeah. he let us know. By the way, you guys, you know I did that. Yeah, and he presented that to Von Brown. By the way, really? Yes. Oh, VB. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that amazing. What What did Von yeah. What Vonnie boys say? That's amazing. Well, I don't know, but uh, it yes, was, <laughs> yes, yes. It's Walt. upside down. Yes. <laughs> so, twenty-seven years at NASA. Uh, but then you've had a very fruitful uh, career after that. So we kind of talk about what, where you've been and what you've been you doing. Just get since boring then. or something? <laughs> well, yeah. No, he, he's definitely been busy. Like, here's the, here's yeah. another list. Get ready yeah. for this one. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I guess I, I just have a lot of interest. They uh, they diagnose that as some something else, but I do have a lot of interest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, um, I was so I was a senior executive at NASA, and they offered five times early retirement for senior executives. Well, the sixth time, I said, you know what? I'm just going to take it. I want to go do something else, something I want to do. And I worked in uh, consulting. I worked in academia, which I really found to be fascinating. And I've stayed in that area. 
And I'm working with a, a friend, a guy that you know, Greg Harris and Greg yes. Purdy. Yes. And we're working uh, along with their ICAMS system. Doing amazing work here in the college with that. What these guys are doing is really bringing manufacturing back to the United States, which is a national imperative by the DOD. What I brought to it was let's bring digital transformation along with that advanced manufacturing. And we're actually starting to move that into the, the community colleges. We're creating a new skill set to adopt digital engineering quicker than it can be because we just, our engineering curriculum is so packed, we cannot fit it into our four-year degree. Well, and you look at the moves that the college has made uh, in strategic areas. Um, what we've done with the McCrary Institute here in cyber has been amazing. The collaborative efforts between all the departments across the campus We've done the exact same thing over here with the Transportation Research Institute. We've had all these pieces of the puzzle. We just needed to put them together. It would not surprise me if here very shortly that we will have an advanced manufacturing institute here in the college where we'll be able to, again, pull these elements from mechanical, the uh, industrial systems that you're working with, aerospace, in any of the industries uh, and fields, pull them together under one umbrella uh, because, uh, again, just – what in this past six, eight months, uh, you know, the ICAMS group have brought in uh, probably around $15 million, um, you know, to the college and research grant and at awards least. and grants at least. At least. Uh, and the work they're doing is amazing. So seeing that you working with them, that, that, that's you so interested, awesome. You interested, Chris? Yeah. <laughs> at that institute, mama calls. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, we, uh, I have, uh, I've shared that with my family that this is a really nice place to be. <laughs> it in. is. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you one of the things about Auburn, which uh, Auburn Engineering and I, I credit Chris Roberts and his leadership in this is that interdisciplinary research and ICAMS, the first word in I is interdisciplinary, mm -hmm. working together across electrical, mechanical, aerospace, uh, industrial, uh, all this kind of works together. Not every university in this nation does that. Auburn does it well. Well, and we've had several um, junior faculty on the, on the podcast here recently and that's a common theme that we hear is they didn't see that opportunity for collaboration at another opportunity that they interviewed for that they're seeing here at Auburn. And then when they get here, uh, that it's not just a, a pitch that it, it's real. Uh, and so, and, and it's helping, it's helping us get some of the most cutting edge, best junior faculty that we could get that we hope are going to be stay around a long time to be senior faculty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And having worked with the government, I can tell you the government really likes to see that interdisciplinary work. Any uh, word on the street, any buzz up there about a certain new uh, building purchase or, uh, you, yeah. know, uh, you know what we're talking about? So when you guys coming up? <laughs> <laughs> Marcus will be up yeah. here in a couple yeah. of weeks. So we're having the, um, we're having a uh, graduate showcase that we're hosting um, at the Davidson Center, mm -hmm. uh, Space and Rocket Center, Davidson Center, um, so that we're bringing, we'll take a bunch of graduate students up there. We're bringing in uh, undergrads, potential graduate students, you know, p collaborators in the Huntsville community. Uh, so we're going to have that big event, um, but we're hoping when we do that next year that we'll have it in this new facility that we purchased recently. Uh, it's the former Logicore uh, facility mm -hmm. in the Cummings Research Park. Uh, so phenomenal opportunity. Dr. Taylor, Dr. Roberts have really been working on that for for months. Um, and I'm just blown away and excited to see the opportunity because 
you're there. Mm-hmm. But from those of us that are here, you know, the opportunity, that, I mean, we see it all the time. We, we try to talk about it all the time of just what a valuable asset the city of Huntsville is um, for the state of Alabama and for this yeah. nation that I just don't think this nation realizes that Huntsville, Alabama is such a key component to our security, to our communication, to nearly everything. Over $160 billion of federal dollars comes through Huntsville wow. every year. Wow. And, and that's, that rest stop. <laughs> it's, you know, it's that's only, unbelievable. It's only going to get better. Too. Yeah. So the uh, the building was actually, I, I know Miss um, Bolden built it for Logicorp, but mm-hmm. it was built for Auburn because you look at it, it's already orange. Mm-hmm. Yes. And when you're, when you're outside the building, you can see the Saturn V rocket at the Davidson Center, which is where we're going to have the showcase. Right. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Chris... You've also been really involved with our alumni council, mm-hmm. really involved with the college. Why is it important for uh, you to give back of your time, talent, and treasure to the college? My career has just been one of uh, many doors opening. Uh, Auburn University opened up that door for me the first time, and and I just give all the credit uh, to my professors that really took me under their wing, and I'm still friends with with a lot of them. Butch Foster. Uh, whenever I'm in town, I call him up to, so to see how he's he, doing. He went to high school with my dad. Did he? <laughs> yeah, just a great guy. And one and, of Aniana's best. Uh, he was. Uh, he was also the uh, the one that uh, when I was getting through my masters and I was going, nah, I don't know if I'm going to finish this. He said, Yeah, you are. Get down here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so we finished that up. Dr. Williams, who was the uh, department chair of aerospace when I was here, um, actually gave me my first airplane ride ever in his 172. Huh. Wow. How yeah. about that? Did I, you turn I'm it upside down? Or? <laughs> no, he let me have the wheel, and I might have gotten close to that, and oh, uh, so he pulled it back. <laughs> Yikes. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just telling you, the relationship of, of our faculty to our students is, is unmatched. And, and now the alumni and our relationship with the faculty and what we do here in the School of Engineering is just, it's just incredible. Do you, do you see that level of kind of just connection and and commitment, you know, years later with, you know, when you bump into the, the Georgia Techs. And the, I mean, it, are we as special as we, we think we are? Uh, Purdue probably has the closest match to what I think that we have. Purdue's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sure, yeah. okay. But you know their basketball team is ranked below us, yeah. which is right. really cool. Most all yeah. schools are. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. They're the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, I went to my first basketball game in the arena last night. Oh, it was a good one. Oh, my goodness. Isn't it? And here's the thing, Chris. I sat through several Tony Barbie seasons. Mm -hmm. even sat through a couple of Bruce's early ones in that arena. Uh, And I just sat there thinking, why didn't we give the football team $90 million and let them do something with that money? Because we could have still played behind the – the nasty curtain and mm-hmm. uh, beer dives. Uh and then probably around seventeen or eighteen, it clicked. Yeah, you know, you looked around, you saw the jungle, you saw that place packed, you saw the success, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like, okay, <laughs> all yeah. right, now it makes sense. It, 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 it makes does, sense. It made sense. I was sitting next to Kelly Terry and her husband Keenan, and well, and I, I see when we lose, I blame her. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> but I, I told her, I said the last game that I saw was actually in the old Auburn Coliseum. And it was uh, Charles Barkley and uh, Chuck Pearson. Wow. That was the last was game. Long, the last no, game that I saw there, basketball. Chris. Yeah, I mean, I watched them on television, but sure, uh, you know, sure, it's four sure. hour drive down here. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. it's fun. I'm really glad you got to go. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's 
Well, like we say, we're basket. We're at everything school. Yeah, when when you move down here, right? Yeah, I'll you'll be able to go to a lot of them. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll be I'll be thirty five minutes away living on Lake Martin. There you there go. You Perfect. Go. That's, That's good. Right. That's, That's good. Right. Well, Chris, I can't thank you enough for taking the time for driving down. I mean, four hours. Yeah, and just it, for this. Well, I know, just for this. And then he said, "Well, he, I'll meet with the Gregs. Sure. I'll meet with the ICAM. Maybe go to a basketball yeah. game yeah. for yeah. the first time just in forever." So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, no. Thanks for thanks for everything. Thanks for representing the school. I mean, even wearing, we got the Auburn Engineering yep. thing. Mm-hmm. Got to do something about that logo. Uh, <laughs> apparently, new logo. Things well, have come I, out, I so. know, and that's why I wore this one just to, you know, yeah. show the show the flag. I mean, Kelly had an API shirt on last night. Yeah, there, there we go. go. There, yeah, they don't say anything about that, do yeah. they? How I, about I, that? Yeah, I've not turned in my East Alabama mail college yeah. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your, your sack. Yeah. Um, but uh, but thanks so much, yeah, for for taking the time and uh, congrats on all the success and for you know. Helping the planet and uh, War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.